0: This is Power for Living, the Bible teaching ministry of Christ the King Church in Wakefield, Massachusetts. I'm your host Feliciano Segundo, and our teacher is Father Michael Carl. So get all your Bibles and let's get started. Well, if you would
1: turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter five, verses eight through fourteen, and that's our passage for today's study time, and. Paul is talking eh, kind of about the word, works of darkness right here at the start of this chapter. And there are three sections to this chapter that started out. It's walk in love, walk in light, and walk in wisdom. Now, so Paul starts out saying, because he had already talked about darkness, for you were once darkness... But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Now, he says first that we were not in darkness, that we were darkness. Now, that's a very dramatic statement, but what he means by that is that before we came to Christ, We were darkness. We didn't know the truth. We were stumbling around in the dark, spiritually speaking. And we were basically living lives that are full of darkness. And now he says, now you are children of light. And this passage, this line is key to understanding the rest of this passage here. Now, David Guzik says about this passage: As Paul condemned those who practiced fornication, uncleanness, or covetousness, as the sons of disobedience, he also recognized that this was the exact darkness Christians had emerged from. But now, having been enlightened, we are to walk as children of light. And again, the theme is repeated: You are children of light, so live. Like children of light, Paul doesn't only say that we were once in darkness. Again, he says, we were once darkness itself. Now we are not only in the light, we are light in the Lord. In contrast to the walk in darkness and wrath is the fruit of the spirit, more fully described in Galatians five twenty two to twenty three Goodness, righteousness, and truth should mark us because we have the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so this, again, is the key to this passage because he says, walk as children of light. And then the next thing he says after that is, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So what that means is this, that if we are walking as disciples of the Lord, if we are walking in the Lord, we are going to have the fruit of the Spirit. And we will show the fruit of the Spirit to the people around us if we are in the Lord. And that's one of the benefits of being in the Lord and having confessed Christ as Lord and Savior is that we get the fruit of the Spirit. The next part of that is finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And that's pretty cool because we get to communicate with God and He Himself communicates to us what is acceptable. What's good? What's righteous? What's holy? And this reminds us of the story in Isaiah chapter 6, where Isaiah has entered into the temple and he sees this vision of the seraphs thundering around, talking and saying and singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And then he says, Woe, I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. And so then this one of the seraphs takes a tongue off the a coal off the altar and puts it on Isaiah's lips and burns his lips, basically. And he says, This has touched your lips, your sin is taken away. And then after that, there's this conversation in heaven where God says, Who shall we send? And who is going to go for us? Think about this. God is not talking to Isaiah. He's not speaking to Isaiah. As a matter of fact, nobody's speaking to Isaiah except the seraph who says, this has touched your lips and your sin is taken away. Nobody's talking to Isaiah there. But what's going on? Isaiah hears a conversation that's taking place in the throne room of God. And he hears what's going on up there. That's what we're talking about here. That's what Paul is talking about, that we have God revealing to us what is acceptable. And the way to hear that is to be so near to God and so in the Spirit that we, it's like we hear conversations going on in heaven. And you say, yeah, sure, right. We can hear what's going on in heaven. But that's not the point. The point is, is that God will speak to us If we are walking with him, we will hear his voice. He will give directions to us. He will say, do this, and we'll do it, assuming we're going to obey. And then he keeps revealing his will to us. What does Jeremiah say in Jeremiah 33? Call to me and I will answer you and I will share with you great and mighty things you don't know. Let's get close enough to where we can hear God speak. And even, if possible, hear those conversations that are going on up in heaven. Because Paul tells us, God will reveal to us those things that are acceptable to him. Then he says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. And so we find out what's acceptable, and then we walk in fellowship with him. And Spurgeon says about this verse, verse 11, Sins are works of darkness. They delight in concealment. They are not fit to be seen. They flourish in the darkness of the unrenewed heart. They are most fully maintained in the ignorance of a soul that is without the knowledge of the ever-blessed God. There is no true light, no real joy in sin. They are works of darkness too because they tend to further darkness. The man who pursues them goes from blackness to deeper blackness and in the end, his portion will be darkness unbroken by a ray of hope. So, if we are walking in darkness, all we're ever going to see is darkness. We're going to stay in darkness unless that chain is broken and we come to Christ and confess Him as Lord and Savior. And then that's when the change happens. What He's talking about here, though, is that we're supposed to expose those works of darkness. After that, he says, but it's shameful to talk about it. So you say, well, how are we going to expose the works of darkness if we can't talk about them? And here we have an opportunity again, like Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, so let your light shine before men so they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You see, if we are walking In holiness before the Lord, if we are walking in the Lord, showing the fruit of the Spirit, we are going to reveal those works of darkness because the contrast between someone walking in faith and someone walking in the flesh is so bold and so noticeable that people are going to know the works of darkness because they're going to see it. The opposite side, that is in someone who's walking in the light. It's sort of like the biblical Daniel where he was so righteous. He walked with God so closely and he was such a right up-heart, upstanding man that no one could find anything to accuse him by. It frustrated Nebuchadnezzar's counselors no end because they couldn't find anything wrong with that guy. And that's What we're talking about here. Walk in integrity in such a way that everyone who sees you or sees us will know that there's something different going on with us and if we're walking profoundly enough they'll come to the place where they are so curious about why we seem so different that they'll ask, what is it that makes you different? And then we have the opening to be able to tell them why We are different. And that's the exposure. That's how that darkness will be exposed is because if they see so much light here, the contrast is bold and noticeable. And so that's what we are to be doing. And Doug Bratt says about this passage, Paul continues his exploration of walking in the light by calling his readers in verse 10 to expose the fruitless deeds of darkness. While he doesn't mention the contrasting light and fruitfulness, they almost certainly stand in verse 10 and following's background. Jesus' friends who walk in the light don't waste our time pursuing fruitless darkness. We don't expend our energy doing the kinds of things that displease God and harm our neighbors. God's dearly beloved children don't do and say the kinds of empty things that produce divisions among people. Jesus' Jesus's followers instead expose them. Yet it seems instructive that the Greek word we translate as expose has two slightly different shades of meaning. There's certainly an element of condemnation in it, but there's also at least a hint of proving the wrongness of what Jesus' friends condemn. So perhaps Paul means that Christians don't just condemn the deeds of darkness, we also show how they're harmful. Of course, this naturally leads to questions about just how God's dearly beloved people can expose what what Paul calls the fruitless deeds of darkness. And while Christians sometimes assume that we must do so verbally Paul, in verse 12, insists that it's shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret. That means we're going to have to watch our mouths and not gossip about what some people may be doing. And that's a big temptation, isn't it? Did you hear what old so-and-so did? Well, we're not supposed to be doing that. And so, Paul seems to at least suggest that simply walking in the light helps expose those fruitless deeds of darkness. And so then he finishes this passage with a little bit of poetic verse. Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And that is the point that Paul is making in this entire passage. Walk so closely with the Lord that people will see Like Jesus said, see your good works and they'll glorify your Father in heaven. It may take some time before they get to the place where they'll glorify your Father in heaven. But we're supposed to walk so close to the Lord that everyone's dark deeds will be condemned and brought to light. Or brought out into the light for exposure. Well, That's our challenge for today. To walk so closely to the Lord or with the Lord that we shine like the brightness of the day to all the people around us. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for this week's edition of Power for Living. If you happen to miss any of our other programs, be sure to go to our podcast page at christthekingnorthshore.podbean.com And you can also visit our website at www.ctknorthshore.org If this program has been a blessing, feel free to let us know. Write us at Living. Care of Christ the King Church, 4 Railroad Avenue, Suite 309 in Wakefield, Massachusetts, 01880. Or you can also send us an email at Christ the King North Shore at gmail.com. You can be a part of this gospel ministry by becoming a patron of Power for Living. You can find out how by clicking the Become a Patron button at the top of our podcast page. That's it for this week, and until next time, remember that Jesus is your Power for Living.